and welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. This episode is part of our Building an Inspired Business series. In this series, Sarah and Michelle, your business mentors, give practical business tips helping the faith-filled mompreneur create a business that succeeds and fulfills. guys, welcome to another episode of the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. We are beyond thrilled to have Caitlin Connolly with us. She is an artist, wife to a guitarist, musician, and creative enthusiast. She's born and raised in Utah, the only girl in a family with three brothers. Caitlin grew up coloring the walls with crayons while becoming well acquainted with Boy Scouts and Power Tools. She graduated from the University of Utah in 2009 with a BFA emphasizing in painting and drawing and has been passionately pursuing and cultivating her creative path since that time. She now lives in Provo, Utah with her husband and her dogs. She loves spending time in her studio, touring on the road with her husband, journaling, songwriting, and watching a good TV show. Um, and she is just maybe the most amazing artist ever. So Caitlin, welcome, welcome to our podcast. We're excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, but for reals, like I text my sister after I got your email to do this podcast with us and my sister texts me back. She's like, I am her biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, so nice. Yeah, Hi, sister. Lindsay. Shout Hi, out to Lindsay. Lindsay. <laughs> she, um, yep. So she bought your, your children's book, which I'm excited to talk to you about. Um, she got that for, anyway, it just, your art is speaks volumes I just anyway it is amazing thank you and um anyway so I want to talk about all of it so let's just get started um I want to know art like how did you get into being an artist so like you mentioned I did draw a lot when I was little like I remember that was something that I like to do and you know got in trouble for drawing on walls and things like that (laughs) um so I think I think you know like I don't believe in people just being like you know so like gifted like in a pride kind of way I, I I love the word just like inclination like I think like as a kid I just definitely had an inclination towards drawing and that was something that made sense to me and then I didn't I didn't really do a lot with it honestly until um college and I was like one of those people that tried like three four different majors and was like awful at all of them <laughs> you know um, I remember doing a communications major and which is a great option however a lot of people um, at least in this department were using it as like the cop-out major you know because you can just get in and get out quick it's like the shortest one so I was like great I'll do that one and I remember I was like sitting in the back of the auditorium with like a bunch of like um, football players that were there on scholarship and were just I think also similarly like get in get out kind of thing and a bunch of people just had like headphones in, they weren't listening, and I was not getting good grades. And I just remember looking around and being like, what in the, and thinking like, there's got to be something that I can be better at. Anyway, and so I um, was taking a non-major drawing class, loved it, spent all of my time doing it, all of my time. And so I was newlywed, and my husband kept encouraging me, saying, you really should do an art major. And it took a lot of convincing, because I just thought it was like not a practical option. I was like, I don't know what you do with that. But yeah, I did. I switched and it was just the best decision I've ever made in my life. Besides <laughs> getting married to your husband, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> sure, yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was, uh, I have totally been there. I would thought I was going to be a teacher because I was like, that's very tactical. Mm. I'm going to be yeah. a teacher. And I went yeah. to the teaching classes and I was like, this is not great. <laughs> Yeah, but totally. It takes a lot of 
courage to do that, right? Oh, yeah, totally. And I think every major is like awesome and viable. And I think whenever you're there because it's practical, then you really got to like double check yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I I can totally empathize with that situation that you're in. And yeah, I think so finding something, you know, that you feel, yeah, that inclination towards, I think that feels, you know, like part of you or feels like it empowers you or something like that. I think that's important. So how did you go from becoming um, like an art major mm-hmm. to where you are now, where you are like award-winning artists and so recognizable, like your your pieces are so you, you know? So how did you go? That is a huge process. So how did you get? Years, time, hours. <laughs> um, something that I would say a lot earlier on was just put in your hours. Like I just kind of had that belief of if you just keep putting in your hours, then things keep coming forward. You know, it's just like planting seeds. Um, So I think that was a big part of it. Um, Diligence, um, working through a lot of bad paintings. Like I have one memory. Yeah, no, seriously, so many. I have one memory though, back um, how many years ago where I got online to like, um, you know, an online art store and I found just some really, um, I don't know, like somewhat cheap canvases, although at the time it felt definitely expensive, a big investment, you know. And I remember buying, I think, 20 of them. And I thought, you know what? I'm not even going to keep any of these. Like, these are not precious to me. I am going to paint on these to throw them away. And just kind, kind of going through a process of saying it can be anything and letting my, giving myself tons of room to just try a bunch of things. Um, yeah, and not be too precious or not have my expectations too high. And then just waiting for those moments where you kind of like do something and your spirit just says like, yeah, that's really, really exciting to me. And then, you know, and maybe it's just like one color or one moment or one thing, but keep having those experiences and then starting to look at that and say like, hmm, I wonder what this means. And then taking all those little moments and keep building on them and putting them together. And I, and I feel like after years of doing that, then you started, I started to find something that felt kind of, you know, somewhat consistent and felt like authentic to me and to my passions. I think as like an artist, it's sometimes, uh, you present your, what you've been working on for, I don't know, how long does it take you to paint one painting? Mm-hmm. so hard to know (laughs) honestly that's probably actually the number one people the question people always ask um it really is and I'm always like I have no idea (laughs) also because I'll work on like multiple paintings at a time like I'll have like a couple dozen going on in my studio so I'll move from this one to that one so by the time something's actually done I'm like I have no concept like (laughs) I couldn't even guess yeah well, that's, but it's hard because they, they see this, like, finished product, but they don't see the, like, hours of, like, sweat and tears and, like, struggle to get it where it is. I Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, that's um, right. Yeah, thanks. It's, yeah, but they're so beautiful. And I, and I like, am, uh, I know I'm a photographer, right? And yeah. so, like, I just know, like, the biggest struggle everyone has is how they find their own voice. That part of who you are as an artist is so Mm -hmm. fascinating to me because, Mm -hmm. I mean, anyone can get paints, but, like, how do you find your voice, you know, to... Yeah, I think that's a really cool concept that you're talking about, and, you know, as you said, voice, another thought that occurred to me was, like, another thing, because I talked about just, like, kind of the journey of painting, but another part of the journey was... 
um, I, I don't know, more of like the marketing side, like I started like a blog and then, you know, Instagram and things like that, where I was actually doing a lot of writing. I don't think this has to be true for every artist, but something that I really feel passionate about is that like writing and the voice that you're talking about and that way another application I think is also really important like I feel like if you don't know how to say it on a with a with a pencil you know writing it out I think it's even harder to say it in in a picture or maybe the two just complement each other but I do feel like when I started blogging that kind of pushed me to figure out how do I like to write how do I like to use my words how do I like to express myself and I think finding that voice was really important too yeah and I, I think what you're saying like um I like what you're saying because, uh, like, I am definitely a writer. Like, I love that, but mm. but it's painful almost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you have to like get it all out there, but it, yeah, like, it yeah. forces you to put into words how you're feeling. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And so, like, so definitely, like, as an artist, that definitely helps you because yeah, can, yeah it, it forces you to like mm-hmm. say this is what this means to me, you know. So I love that. Like, I love that part of your artistic voice is finding your writing voice. Thanks. Yeah. And writing is super vulnerable. And have you ever heard of the book, The Artist's Way? Oh, yeah. Okay. The spiritual. Yeah, that book really was life changing for me too, a couple years back. And they encourage you to do morning pages, where you write three full pages every morning. And I did that really diligently for quite a long time. And it really changed the course of my like creativity and how I was able to talk about myself and my art and just, I don't know, kind of opening up some doors. And I think that it brings to light that, like, you didn't wake up one day and say, this is my voice. Like, this yeah, is my yeah, style. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's like every day doing something that mm-hmm. makes you more aware of it. And oh, for sure. Yeah, like a very proactive and, like, tiring process like I'm like I want just like thinking about it I'm like I want to take a nap (laughs) (laughs) you know so yeah no I appreciate you just talking about that in a really real way and it sounds like you've had a really similar experience with it in your own creative journey um because I think that is really common just like there's that kind of like mystical aspect of it where people are like oh wow like how'd you find your voice you know it's like I didn't sleep you know like so yeah like and, and, and okay <laughs> you know so I think that there's very little applications of like well I read this book and I did these assignments and then I stayed up this night and I put these hours in you know so I think don't think it's it's that magical I think maybe the magic really just comes in with the the spiritual also maybe that um inclination that we talked about earlier just that you have there's something in there waiting to get out so, so let's talk about your art for a second because um it's beautiful and so all of your art has a theme i mean right like it's very centered on motherhood and gospel principles mm-hmm. uh so how did you choose that or why did you choose that as like what you're going to paint sure yeah um you know, at the beginning, it's interesting. I don't feel like I really did choose it. Um, you know, like I remember in my, when I was at college doing some kind of, I tried a whole bunch of things, but um, that was something I did. I kept doing like mothers and kids and like interiors, like kitchens and family rooms and stuff. I think it was something that just really like intrigued me. And with that said, at the same time, I didn't feel like this huge inclination towards motherhood. Like I felt really like distant from it. Like I feel like I didn't really understand it. Like I I wasn't like, I can't wait to have babies. You know, I just, I didn't have that experience. 
And so I think actually a huge part of it, wrestle with trying to understand it, you know, like um, there's, there's a period of time where I remember I'd read the family proclamation to the world and be like, yeah, I get that you like could do that, but it just sounded like a friendly <laughs> suggestion, you know? <laughs> um, and um, so I think I was always kind of like confused by it and a little bit like having like an inward like struggle with it. And so that I think that's part of why I was drawn to it. Cause then I, w- I would say at, at the vantage point that I am now, I can say that that definitely is inside of me and that I do have that yearning towards that, um, but I didn't understand it. So I think it was this like spiritual conflict for me. Well, yeah, I, um, Sherry Dew talks about how we need to like wrestle with the Lord, right? And like, and it's good. Like it's yeah. good to constantly be like, okay, so what about this? You know, like, uh, what? like mm-hmm. and yeah, I get that, but how is it applied to me in my life? Yeah. So, powerful yeah yeah I think that's really powerful like I feel like that's been true for me and I I like how you said that and I like that she said that um you know because you know because I I and I guess this is just definitely very like much within the the beliefs of the religion but like I do have a really strong testimony of motherhood now um I don't even have kids yet but I I've had I've had that like spiritual experience or like change of heart um, I feel like the spirit has like taught me and educated me about that. And so now for women that feel like, you know, I don't want to be a mom or women don't have to be a mom. I, I'm like, totally, you know, you need to have your own experience and everything. And like, if I were to like share advice with somebody, which I don't know why I would, unless they asked me, <laughs> I would say wrestle with it. Like, you know, don't just stop there, like challenge it and wrestle it because I don't know. I think it is, I think it's, I think it's an eternal principle. So I don't know interesting well it's agent my mom always says that her kids were the ones like in the front line of in the war of heaven being like i will choose <laughs> i'm going to be the one to choose and make my own decisions <laughs> she's like i've experienced that agency <laughs> but i think that um we did fight for that and that heavenly father wants us to use it so that we can like choose him you know that's a powerful thing to choose him and choose his plan Oh, yeah, I think you feel like your art has changed. Like, is that part of your wrestle, you know, with with now being like, yeah, motherhood is where I like want to be. Yeah, I think I'm like, I'll have to like scroll through my website to see. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's definitely a possibility. I know that I've had a change personally. And I actually like I'm like, I have to go through some photos to see if that's true, if my artwork has I think the answer is yes. I have to look at the specifics. I'll trust. I'll trust your gut on this. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, let you. <laughs> okay, so all of your art is really empowering when you look at it, you know. And I feel like it's like, oh, that is beautiful. And then you read the title, and it's like, oh, like mm. that is so powerful. Mm. So how do you choose that? Like, how do you choose? Do you choose the title first and then you say, this is what I'm creating? Or, like, what's your process? It chooses me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It totally does. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, though, they are. It, um, I do think that art is poetry. Like, I think visual, you know, looking at something, I mean, you know, with a photograph, right? Like, it can be so moving. Um, and I kind of, like I mentioned earlier, I love that play between writing and the visual. And so... 
sometimes I'll be writing and I'll come up with a phrase or a collection of words or something like that that or a word you know that feels really powerful to me that I want to more or less illustrate and sometimes I'll just kind of sketching and then as it kind of comes to life I'll just say oh yeah this is the this is the title and sometimes I'll sit and look at something for months and then go back and be like oh yeah this is the title you know so I love it when the when the words and the image can just come together like the most beautiful harmonized poetic experience you know I just think it's really really neat like it feels um, it feels like a little bit like outside of myself when that happens. It's like, wow, that's really cool. I'm not that clever, you know? Um, <laughs> so um, I guess that's what I was joking earlier about. <laughs> chose me. But um, yeah, so I, I, I think that's the general experience I've had. So tell me like what, because you're not like the other entrepreneurs that I have interviewed because you're like an artist. Like you don't get up every day and I don't know maybe you do get up every day and just like blog. I don't know. What do you do every day? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Ooh. Um, it shows me. The day chooses me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can magic eight bottles uh, by my bedside. <laughs> what you know, I think, um, I think every year actually, or I don't know if it's every couple months or but I kind of think back over time, every like year, it's been like a little bit different. Like I kind of set up some new goals and a new schedule for myself for what seems um, like it meet, meets, meets my needs at the time. I feel like the, the, the difficulty with it, kind of like you're saying, is there's just a lot of ambiguity. It's like, what do I do today? I can do whatever I want. And even though in some ways that feels like freeing, it actually is kind of frightening. So I try to create some really like realistic expectations for myself um, so that I know what to expect. And I can also, I can measure my success or, you know, like inward success. Like, yeah, I, I met my expectations for myself this week. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, especially because in the past I had a really hard time where I, I just never felt like I had done enough. You know, I always felt like I was falling short. And so I knew I needed to set some things up for myself so I could feel like, you know what, I, I don't know exactly what I accomplished this week, but I do know that I showed up the way that I wanted to show up, you know. Anyway, so, but in short, I have two big painting days, Tuesday and Thursday, and then Monday is a, uh, a business day. Um, and then Wednesday and Friday are also creative days. I may be painting or I may be doing other things around the studio. And so that's the rough schedule. And then depending on which assistant I'm working with at the time um, and their availability, I'll try to adjust my schedule a little bit to be able to work with them. Um, that's awesome. Tell, what do you have your assistants do? Like, how do they help you? Yeah, um, you know, I feel like every assistant I've had has really different strengths. So uh, it's kind of hard having somebody else in my space and... Um, I also know that I really need their help. So I try to use them to their strengths um, and figure out kind of just like, you know, in a marriage, um, how do we complement each other kind yeah. of thing. Really simple tasks or like I'll have them just like prime my panels, run errands, you know, go over to Home Depot, grab things, clean, you know, cleaning yeah. brushes, pallets, um, just kind of maintenance. Um, so I want to hear about your children's book. So it's in, like, it's in Desert Book, right? That's yep. a big deal. And you collaborated with a few other, right? A few other artists? 
two authors, um, Bethany Brady Spalling and MacArthur Krishna, and they were wonderful to work with. So those authors, if the names sound familiar, they wrote the books Girls Who Chose God, and they had a different artist illustrate those, Kathy Peterson. She's great. And uh, there was two of the books, right, because there was one for Book of Mormon and one for Bible, so they had her do both of those, and then for this new book, they thought we want to get a new artist, so they contacted me, and I usually don't do commissions, so when they email me, I, you know, I, my, my first reaction is kind of just to say no, um, but I always like to, you know, think about it, and I just, I, they told me what the book about, was about, and I read over some of the text, and I just felt really strongly like, wow, this is, this is something I really want to be a part of. And then tell me about, like, that process, like, of actually creating the book because it's about like families right heavenly families mm-hmm. yeah so the title is our heavenly family our earthly families it's, it's a really beautiful book the the text is really thoughtful so it kind of talks about um the complexities and diversities of earthly families um different living arrangements or um you know it mentions you know what if you have one mom or one dad or kind of mixed families you know so kind of it, it touches on that i think with the message of, you know, hey, guess what? We're, no one's perfect and there's room for everybody here, you know? And then it talks about how we're all a part of this greater earthly family. So that's what the cover piece is about. Um, for me, it was this kind of heavenly father, heavenly mother piece with all of these children in it. Um, some people say, oh, it kind of looks like Adam and Eve, um, some kind of multi-generational um, inclusivity kind of experience, which was really fun to fun to paint yeah yeah it's beautiful like the paintings in them are so beautiful like in uh like anyway the one of the mom carrying the kids on her back and I'm like yeah oh, that's me oh that's sweet <laughs> anyway I just love it like it's oh that's awesome yeah it's thanks it just speaks volumes and I love that about all each of your paintings like it's just pretty amazing Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was it was a fun project to work on. It was it was challenging because I don't usually work with other people and publishers and everything like that. And so it was just like different experience than I've ever had. And I really enjoyed it and feel really grateful they asked me to do it and that I got to participate. So tell me about so what business mm-hmm. advice would you give to our listeners who um, are trying to build their business are trying to do it in an inspired way? Um, yeah, what advice would you give them? Mm, okay. Well, I think you can go more like business advice or more spiritual advice. Um, <laughs> I'll go business advice. Okay. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so my dad was an entrepreneur, and I remember him telling me, I don't know when it was early on, he would talk about business sometimes, marketing, things like that. And I remember he would say, if you're, if you're running a business, a good marketing strategy is to either give a gift or tell a secret to your fan base. And I don't know why, but I just really liked that and it stuck with me. And so when I started my business, I, I kept both those things in mind. So like when I send out my orders, I always, my online orders, people when they buy them, I always put a additional like miniature print and it's not a huge cost item on my end, but it's something that I feel like I can add and say, you know, just thank you. I always write a little thank you note on there. I think that that was really, that's been helpful. Like, I think it shows value and, and you know, that I care because I, I really do. When I get these online orders coming in, I just, I feel so grateful, you know. And then tell a secret, um, you know, just kind of like letting people in on some aspect of what you're doing. And I think 
uh, that's probably way more common now. You probably don't have to tell people that because of Instagram. It's like, I tell everybody all of my secrets. But um, <laughs> So maybe I'll even adjust the message to um, don't tell all of your secrets. <laughs> but <laughs> do choose, you know, be selective, be thoughtful. But um, I think letting people in on your your journey or your business or what is it really like or, you know, there's, there's things that you can share um, to help people feel included in your experience. And I think that's an important thing to do. Yeah, I love that. So what would, what, you, what would you tell, what would you tell, like, um, a mompreneur who is just starting out, like, what is, like, the big advice? Okay, I would say that there is no such thing as failure. Um, I was thinking about this, um, and, you know, I feel like if you are a Mormon and if you have this belief in, in uh, eternal life, then you are a part of this journey called progression. And I feel like when you're doing a business, whether you have financial success or not, or if your Instagram is growing or not, or whatever you define as business success um, by worldly terms, that's not nearly as important um, as progressing personally. Um, you know, so if you're, if you're starting some kind of business, you're having some kind of experience and you even feel led to do it. And you also feel like it's not working out, you know, whatever the experience is, I would stop and say, you know, what am I, what, how am I, what am I learning and how am I progressing? Um, every experience there is something to learn from. And I think that's the beauty of why we're here on the planet earth and having this moral experience. Yeah, I think that's really true. I, I started my entrepreneur journey like selling on Etsy, you know, and that is definitely not my destination. Sure. That's not it, but it is a huge part of my journey. And it, yeah. and it taught me a ton of things about business, about sewing, mm -hmm. about what I really love. And, mm -hmm. and that's great. Like, even though, like, I closed it because I was doing other things. Yeah. That's great, though, oh, yeah. you know? Like, and I, so I think that there is... Mm. there's a lot of power in that like just am I progressing am I learning who I am because I that is mm. that's what this whole thing has been for me is just figuring out what my real how mm. Heavenly Father can use my talents it's a huge journey yeah it is a huge journey and I really like how you're sharing that you know because I think there's a lot of things you can look I can look back on in my past and say like oh how embarrassing you know and just feel like a lot of shame about it or like that really was a huge failure or that didn't work out you know but the way that you're talking about it I think is really empowering and I think when I've had enough distance from some of those experiences that just <laughs> feel so painful you know I can look back and say okay I can see why that happened you know or I can see why I had that beautiful learning opportunity <laughs> you know um, but it doesn't always feel that way in the moment so I I, I think that, you know, like I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about your podcast and I, I really like it. I got to, you know, I think that, you know, a lot of times, like as women, you, you, you may need to just make dollar bills, right? Like you might just need to pay your bills and that's, and that's where you're at. And so I can totally empathize with that feeling of just like, you know, my business needs to work and it needs to work now. Um, and that's a very real aspect of business. And I think there's also that emotional aspect that goes along with it or that learning component. And, um, I think if, if you can, if you can also be very proactive in that and stay present with yourself emotionally, spiritually, um, I mean, any business opportunity is going to teach you so, so much about yourself. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I love that so much. I And I think that uh, there's a lot of, yeah, there's just a lot of ways that you su- can succeed. And it also depends mm-hmm. on what your goals are, you know, because there are different times True. in your life where you need money, like today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's so. like that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that's beautiful. And I mean, you know, as you're talking about goals, I'm thinking for myself, I mean, this would be just good advice as well, would be like to make diverse goals, right? Like you could have a goal saying, you know, I'd like to see if I can break this, you know, income point by this, you know, month. And also say, I'd like to figure out how I'm progressing in these ways. You know, like it could, you could really set some beautiful goals for yourself. So you could be having a full, robust experience. And and the great thing about that is you can't totally fail because one of your goals is like, I want to learn how to, you know, do web development or, you know, or you could learn that. Or if you, But, you know, if it's like, I want to, if I want, I want to learn how to go get through something hard or work past a, um, when things get hard, how to persevere or I don't know, you know, I think there's, I think there's ways to, to do that. Yeah. I do think that that is important because I, I've been thinking about that a lot with business, how, yeah, it is really great to have, um, financial goals. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, we're working towards something in a business, yeah. but sometimes if that's all you're focusing on, then it falls flat a little bit, you know, like instead of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I serving my customers or, you know, how mm-hmm. like, with your art, I, I think that if my guess is if you focused on the only the money aspect mm-hmm. that it, your art would be less impactful because, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. you're worried about. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the example that you shared. Was it your first episode? Was it your, where you said, I want to have that one-on-one experience with the, um, the photography website, the photography website. Oh, and people said, Sarah, yeah, Sarah. "Oh, no, Sarah," and and they said, "That's a terrible idea, yeah. <laughs> right?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, financially, like you may look at all the you crunch it and say that's an awful idea, but something inside of her said, no, it's not. I got to go with that.'" And I and I and I really like that because, yes, you are running a business, and yes, you are dealing with, and I and I think that's a really tricky balance to figure out. You got to check on with yourself emotionally quite a bit to say, "Where am I at? You know, where's my integrity, and and what are my." What are my desires? And yeah, there's definitely been times where I say this isn't this isn't financially, um, you know, like I don't I don't know. And and this is true with almost everything. I don't know if this is going to pay off financially, you know. Um, and it it feels right, and I want to, and you know, fill in the blank. Um, there's so many reasons to do things for you know besides money. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's so great. So with all of your art. How do you, how do you get the inspiration? Like, how do you find, like, is it through like your day-to-day stuff or is it through scriptures or, you know, is it through life experiences? I mean, did your mom haul you back on your back while you climbed a mountain? Is that what happened? Yeah, no, she didn't. <laughs> My dad actually took me hiking quite a bit. Um, he was like the scout master and so he would take the scouts hiking and so he would take me with him so I did do a lot of um hiking I love I love the outdoors I just experience it like when you said you know scriptures this it's just it's it's everything like I feel like the best way to be inspired is just to be present in the moment um I I mean yes sometimes I feel like a change of location can be very inspiring you know like if I always go to sit in the exact same chair every day every morning and think you know because I used to be really diligent about always sketching in the morning and I'll do it for a while and then I'll kind of stop and then I'll do it again and you know but if I always sit in the exact same chair every day I think now it's gonna come you know sometimes it's just like 
well, I got to at least get a different chair because this is just getting, you know, old. (laughs) So I do think like changing location like can be very inspiring. I think I was talking to somebody else about that once and they're like, yeah, if I'm stuck, I just like lay upside down, you know, just (laughs) it's like literally just like change your, your space, you know, or your, I don't know, your physical body and, and things change. And with that said, I do think that you don't need to be anyone besides yourself and you don't need to be anywhere besides where you are, you know? So it's kind of like, I guess, the meeting of both of those two truths. So I found that if I'm able just to stay present and aware with myself, uh, then I can be inspired, you know? So sometimes I'll be sitting at church and then someone says something and I'm like, oh, I got to sketch that. And so I do, you know, or um, I'll spend a night out with friends and I'll come home and think, oh, wow, that's a really powerful story that she shared with me and I got to sketch that, you know, or, um, reading books or listening to books or, um, um, you know, so it's just, it's everything. Um, life is inspiring. Absolutely. No, I, I love that because I, I think that that's, um, especially when you're in the mindset, like when you're like, you know, I am an artist and I'm going to be creating art, Mm. then it kind of opens your mind to things that will help you because I found that like with the business podcast um Mm. when we're talking about business and that's what I'm thinking about I mean I listen to conference talk and I'm like oh yeah President Uchtdorf like yeah nailed that business Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's so true it just kind of opened your mind to things because that's where you are so I I love that yeah I think I yeah I totally agree with you absolutely so being an artist and being most of us mompreneurs are like alone you know like we're in our house we're doing our in our house and not like out there with I just had the missionaries over and they're like (laughs) I don't know they were asking me about who I could share the gospel with and I'm like I have a lot of online friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's awesome and they're like that's great cool online friends (laughs) um but so what has been like the hardest part about being a mompreneur or, you know, just being like an artist? Yeah. I mean, you talked about solitude. I have to say that's not actually a problem for me. I love being alone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, people. Um, Please don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think the hardest part for me of being the, the phrase that comes to my mind is just it always comes back to me. i built this thing and I dreamed about this thing for so long and I love it so much like I feel like my my business or my art it's just like it's my baby you know and sometimes I wish that like somebody else could just take over (laughs) and just like drive for a while like I feel like it's like you're going on a long road trip and you're just like tired and exhausted and you need to have somebody else drive for a while but then you're like oh yeah nobody else can drive this car you know (laughs) and you know I think the truth is I can pull over and I can take a nap and things like that you know but it's like the email inbox is always full I'm really pretty terrible at replying to emails um and you know and online orders are always coming in and there's just things always need to keep keep moving and go in motion and it's something I want and at the same time I just uh, I, I wish there was somebody I could just, you know, pass off the baton to or something. And so just that feeling like, um, yeah, just it, it, it just is, it feels like um, 
the mantle or just heavy, right? it's heavy. Yeah. It feels heavy. Yeah. And, and I feel grateful. So I, you know, I'm like, I don't know. My mother-in-law has like 13 kids. So I'm like, I feel like she must know what I'm talking about. Like, it's just like, it's just about. like heavy. Right. Or something, you know, like wish somebody else could like take these kids. No. Um, I don't know how she feels. I'll ask her, but you know, I'm just thinking about responsibilities like that where it is, it's just heavy and you kind of wish somebody else could take it, but it's your, it's your load, your responsibility. And so I think, I think that's the hardest part for me about being self-employed. Yeah, I, we were talking um, in one of my past interviews with Kirsten Tyrell, and she mm-hmm. is like the uh, host of the host of the Marvelous Mom podcast, mm-hmm. and she just was talking about like how um, heavy it is to have that responsibility. You know that she has these people who like she's like I get emails and they tell me how inspired they are by me, mm-hmm. and she's like, and I'm so thankful for them, but. Mm-hmm. There's a that's a lot like a lot of yeah. pressure a little bit you know that for right. me to do to be who I'm supposed to be you know and it's yeah. but it's also pretty empowering like I have just felt like I when I know that I'm doing what uh, I'm supposed to be doing and the Lord is behind me I it's it is heavy but it's also mm-hmm. it's when I feel closest to the Lord because I mm-hmm. have to depend on Him right or, yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's really powerful I, I appreciate what you're saying and. You know, I can relate to what you're saying, uh, Kirsten. So, you know, I'd say one of the one of the joys of what I do, and also is part of that heaviness, I think, but really does feel really joyful. I'll have a lot of people share these really vulnerable stories with me. You know, when I saw your painting, I felt this way. You know, or this is this experience that I had in my life, and then I saw that image and fill in the blank. You know, like just really like really honest personal stories, and I feel like. I feel like it doesn't have necessarily like, a lot to do with me. Like I understand that I painted that, but I'm like their experience is just their own, you know. And I feel, I think it's really beautiful that there was something that I created that like assisted them in their experience, you know. Um, but yeah, as they share with me, I just think like, wow, what a gift that I get to like see you in that way. Like, you know, thank you for sharing yourself with me, your story, your vulnerability, like you know, what, what an honor to be in a position where people just like tell me these things, you know, like, because it seems so personal. And I'm just like, wow, but it's beautiful. It's like moving and, and it is really inspiring to me, you know, and so yeah, those, those, those stories are very, a lot of times very emotional, very heavy, and yeah, a, a gift. Just like looking at your art, it's because the spirit can speak through it, mm-hmm. you know, like, I feel like it allows space for the spirit to touch people in different ways and of course that's what art is you know of course Mm -hmm. that depends on what we're going through but I just feel like your art really um, speaks personally to people Mm. and that's why they feel like they want to share you know their really Mm -hmm. personal experience with you because because you have put yourself out there you know yeah canvas and right right well yeah oh yeah okay I can see like a couple things you're talking about that I really appreciate like first of all I feel like when people are vulnerable it's easier to be vulnerable right Mm -hmm. so like I I do think I offer that experience so then I think it's easier to offer that in return and with the spiritual quality to it I I do try a lot of my paintings are just kind of heavy in symbolism or metaphor things like that so it's not so literal like this is the experience you need to have with this painting, right? Like, and some of them are more literal than others, but there's a lot of room for people to say 
whoa, I'm having this experience right now. And, and I think a really beautiful piece of art, like you'll have one experience with it one day and you'll come back to it, you know, for especially a lot of people that have bought some of my original paintings where I hope they go back to it looking at on their wall, you know, 10 years later and think, holy cow, this has a different meaning for me now than it did before. You know, I think that's the power of really beautiful, like symbolic art. Um, anyway, so yeah, I think there is a lot of room for the spirit to say, yeah, it feels like this, or it's, it's like that for me, or, you know, to giving them something to have, yeah, an avenue to kind of express themselves. Yeah, <clears throat> I love it. So um, my question that I, is how have you seen the Lord's hand in your business? Mm. I thought about this, because I listened to your podcast. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, oh, okay, what are, like, I feel like, honestly, all along, I've just had, there's been like, Lots of just like, yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Pursue this. This is good. Pursue that. You know, um, definitely some no's as well. I believe in no's. Uh, one of the first stories that stands out to me was I feel like early on I had like a really strong impression of like, you know, what would be a great business idea is if um, I could build, build up my business to a certain point that it could function really smoothly. Um when I had kids, um, you know, cause like I said, my dad was an entrepreneur and just kind of looking at people that had started up businesses, I could just see how much time and effort went into the building phase. Um, and so also assuming and thinking, yeah, I will be a mom. I, I thought, you know, I, I really need to push this hard now so that the, the, the building phase can be over and I can be in the maintenance phase by the time I have children. Anyway, so that may sound I don't know, not like a, a huge thing, but looking back on it, I just didn't know that I would struggle with infertility. I didn't know that I wouldn't have kids. I didn't know that there would be this very large window of time where I would very much have that opportunity to build and build and build. So I just look back at that and just think, you know, that was a really just an interesting thought that I had. And I don't know why I felt so strongly about doing that. And so that feels very much like a kind of a divine thought, you know. And um, now my husband and I have been you know, beginning infertility treatments. And, and I am in that space now where I think, you know what, it, it would always be difficult to do both. And I don't know exactly what that would look like for me. And I, I can, main, I can maintain this, you know, it's functioning. It's, it's like a functioning running car, you know? So that was a really beautiful experience for me. And then one other memory that I had, um, that I was thinking about was just when we found our house most recently, and it has, um, a art studio out back and um, I knew I needed a new space, like desperately, because we were living in this house and there was paintings everywhere, like in the living room and the kitchen and the carport. It was just like, and like the, the, the worst thing about that is just the paint fumes. Like you go to bed with paint fumes, you wake up with paint fumes and like, you don't even know how bad they are until like you leave the house and you come back in and you're like, holy cow. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, and so, um, so we'd been looking and I kind of had this idea in my mind where I just thought, yeah, it'd be so cool if if it was on the same lot and if there was even these double doors that like opened up into the backyard and then, you know, and the family room was in the back and the kids could be there and then I could be in the studio. I had this kind of this whole like, um, you know, like vision about it. And um, anyway, and so anyway, and so we found that house. Like, it's like, yeah, it was just crazy. So, and it was an artist friend that was selling it. It wasn't on the market yet. And then another artist friend that said, hey, you got to check this out. And so when I went inside, I just thought, okay, this is really, really strange, you know, but um, it's just been a huge blessing. So um, that was another just miracle. 
I love it because it's I, that is not like make or break your business, you know, like that. But yeah, but it sure does make it easier for you to do what you're supposed to do. Oh, I, yeah. I love that um, principle that Heavenly Father will do that. You know, he will he will give that to you because you, you know, because you want it, that you need it. And it's a righteous desire. So mm. I love Thank that. You. Thank you. Um, well, thank you for spending an hour with me. You're the best, like so fun. And Thank you. Um... <laughs> the best. You're so fun. This has been a real great time. <laughs> um, but we have loved having you with us and um, so glad that you've been on the Mormon Mompreneur podcast with us. Thank you for joining us on the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. Check out our other episodes and learn from other women of faith, motherhood, and business as they share their unique stories and experiences. Go to www.mormonmompreneur.com or the iTunes store to learn more.